Dusty, what's the one book you can always find in our car when we're on a trip? Honestly, Mike, it is usually a Moon travel guide. That's right. Moon is our favorite travel guidebook publisher because not only are they a source for ethical travel and the best ways to get away, but their books also are packed full of information on everything from sites to see, trails to hike, restaurants, and lodging, all from real authors who are local to the areas they're writing about. That's right. And we're so excited that this year we are again partnering with Moon Travel Guides. Ready to cross something off your travel bucket list in 2024? Have a lot of great ideas for trips, but don't know how to get started or keep your itinerary organized? Wherever your wanderings might take you or inspire you to go, Moon Travel has you covered. Moon Travel is the travel guidebook publisher for ethical travel. Don't spend months trying to craft the perfect getaway when you can do it all with Moon. Whether you're headed abroad, planning to take to the open road, or want to wander the trails of a national park, make sure to pack a Moon Travel Guide with you. Through the end of 2024, our listeners can get 20% off any Moon Travel Guide when they use the code GAZE20 at checkout. That's amazing. And that is code GAZE24, G-A-Z-E-2-4 for 20% off any Moon travel guide in Moon's entire library. And that is just for our listeners, and you cannot find that anywhere else. Be sure to visit Moon.com. Head to our show notes and check it out and see Moon's entire collection of travel guide books. Let's talk about food as motivation. Food is motivation. Well, I mean, in general, food is motivation. (laughs) It certainly is. It is, yeah. What about on a long hike? I mean, I remember distinctly, there have been many times where the only thing that has gotten me through is knowing that there's going to be a Ruby Tuesday salad bar at the end of it. Totally. I mean, I feel like obviously we have snacks and things like that to sustain us, but we like really traditionally don't eat like in our recent hikings, we've been better about like packing a sandwich, like a peanut butter sandwich or two. But we traditionally were just like grazing our way through our hikes, right? um, right. which I kind of liked. But then like as we had started to add more and more on it was like no we, we need the energy this, yeah but even still with that energy it's like oh my god like the things i want to do are take my hiking boots off lay in a cold room <laughs> under a sheet <laughs> and eat somewhere that's delicious uh-huh. like have a delicious like i really just want a plate of french fries and a beer in front of me yes that's usually like and also that's like, my oasis like mirage yes. kind of moment and yeah. i really like the sitting down somewhere and getting that because I like that uh, action of I feel like I'm there's some sort of cleansing happening like rather than getting off the trail and just getting back to like a tent and eating something there right it's like a conscious separation between one event to the next and I feel like it totally is like I did this thing outdoors for like eight hours and now I want to be indoors again now I want to be indoors for even just the briefest moment of times before my indoor moment is also outdoors because I'm in a tent that's (laughs) right right. that's right. right right it's a nice sort of like moment of uh, zen yeah no matter where it is yeah. no matter what the circumstances that's right yeah sweet tomatoes we got your number <laughs> yes that was in Fresno it was yeah and that was we went there almost every night we did just like we did the Zion Brewery twice when we were there yes. so we definitely have had some like good haunts to like hit that we were just like you know what this is all I want and this is what I'm gonna get or, you know, our matron patron say Lady um Lady Cracker Barrel. <laughs> Lady Cracker Barrel. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Where they sit us in the same section all the time. Every time. <laughs> with the in the back the section, one gay waiter. With the one queer waiter. That's right.
looking for adventure I want to follow on the trail Or get a little lost and let the wind fill my sails Get up when the stars still fill the sky Don't wake the sun, there's so much to be done And the day has just begun Go where the postcards are real You can feel, you can open your eyes And open your heart when you gaze At the National Park At the National Park At the National Park Follow you, I'll follow you We would like to acknowledge that while hiking in the land, also known as Glacier National Park, that we are on the traditional and stolen lands of the Blackfeet Nation and the Tanaha people. In our previous episode, we finished hiking the Sayi Pass. That's right. There are a suite of episodes, which if you haven't listened to yet... There are three yet, of them. You get to experience from start to finish this point-to-point hike, which was quite a day of adventure for us that was in a lot of ways very unexpected. And that was episodes 79, 80 and 81. That's right. We definitely were like, we need to be motivated by something other than a bag of backpackers pantry, which listen, I would eat backpackers pantry for dinner if I had to in a pinch at home because it's great. Not an official sponsor, but they could be and we would gladly, you know, hawk their product because it's really great. But we definitely were like, where can we find something that's local? And eat somewhere that is a, a local space. And, and there, also pizza sounds great yeah, this evening. Yeah, and so. we had some great like Colorado pizza. We've had pizza elsewhere. We've that's had not pizza like a, all over the place. But it's not like a pizza specific on destination. On this trip, we had done Chicago pizza, which was delicious. Oh, well, and Ms. that was Le- really beautiful. This deep dish herself. Yes. Yeah. And then we knew there was a pizza spot over at St. Mary's. Mm-hmm. It was called Rising Sun Pizza. Right. And so we wanted to give that a try. There really wasn't much else. Like there was that in a taco place. That was about it. Maybe a bar. I think there was a bar. Yeah, Yeah, there was. There was. So we planned while we were doing that hike, we were like, tonight would be a great night to treat ourselves to pizza instead of backpackers pantry. Yeah. Yeah. And I'm very glad that we did. Oh, yeah. It was definitely a little bit of a wait, but we could also get beer there. I think I had the, what was it? Is the moose? uh, It had a very specific name. We both had that beer and it was really good. It was good. It was like a local Montana yes. beer and I want to say it was called Moose Jaw but that's not it. It was so easy to get to Rising Sun Pizza because we didn't even have to drive. We walked from our campsite across the street and there it was Rising yeah. Sun Pizza. Yeah. I mean I think it was like a couple doors down. Yeah. There was also a little convenience store right there that also sold beer. And Dots Pretzels. <laughs> and Dots Pretzels. Yeah. That's true. We got some of those. Mm-hmm. Uh, also not that an was, official sponsor but no, damn. <laughs> we do love those. Yeah. It was great. There was only seating outside because it was high COVID summer. So we sat outside and uh, we had to wait for a table to become available. And then some people got up. So we sat down and then these two young men asked if they could join us. Mm -hmm. And we're married to them now. Now we're married to them now. (laughs) (laughs) Right. No, they were like, I don't know, 20? No, they were 19? They were like, yeah, they were like in their early. They were in the spring of their youth. (laughs) The spring of their youth. That's right. And uh, yet to enter 
there were just no other seats. So they did ask if they could sit with us. And so we um, chatted with them. They were doing summer jobs in Glacier between school. and And some guiding, I think. They were telling us about what they were up to. And it was so fun to learn about all of the opportunities for summer work that there is in the national parks, particularly a big one like Glacier. Yeah. And especially, I think, in that summer where people were a little bit more inclined to get out and where there were a lot of openings, but not a lot of people willing to fill them. So I think the opportunity was ripe if you were looking for a job. And I think that still is sort of the case in some industries. We got up later than usual the next morning. Right. This was our last day in Glacier. No lie. I was exhausted. I was so tired. I've never been that tired ever. Yeah. Well, I mean, yes, I was thoroughly, like, fully, thoroughly, 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 well, thoroughly, thoroughly is thoroughly and truly, Mm -hmm. thoroughly. Yeah, I was. I was thoroughly exhausted from that (laughs) pass uh, hike the day before. But also just we had not stopped hiking since Sunday. Yes, we had hiked a full day every single day up until this point and this was Friday. Yes. Yes. We were truly run through. Right. Mm-hmm. With so the tireds. We took our time a little bit this morning. Right. We I weren't know, breaking camp, but we were. Because um, we were in our cabin. Right. But we weren't leaving. Like, that wasn't. This wasn't like our last day when we were hitting the road. It was our last official day of hiking. Last full day yeah. of hiking here in Glacier. Yeah. And we were in a primitive cabin right. at Johnson's of St. Mary's. Yeah. This was the day in the morning where we learned about the bear drama, mm-hmm. which, if you want to learn about the bear drama that happened at Johnson's of St. Mary's while we were staying there, we encourage you to go listen to our trail mix called Bear Aware. Mm-hmm. It's about more than just that. But to hear <laughs> the whole story, so many other helpful tips about how to be bear. But aware. you came out like Bert and Mary Poppins and when he like, had his like <gasps> outfit of instruments on. <laughs> I have got some scoop for you. Yeah. yeah. Glacier National Park is broken into a number of different sections. Mm-hmm. The section that has and contains going to the Sun Road is sort of like the main section. Yeah. And like east, there's like an east part of the park and a west part of the park. Mm -hmm. The east part of that section of the park is close to St. Mary's. West side of the park is closer to Kalispell. Kalispell and West Glacier. And West Glacier, Mm -hmm. right? There's an area above West Glacier called... Pullbridge. And then we spoke about Many Glacier, which is sort of in the northeast area of mm-hmm. Glacier National Park. Now we were headed to the southeast area of Glacier National Park on this day, which is called Two Medicine. That's right. It's one of Becky's favorite areas to hike. She was so glad that we had time to kind of include it in our travels because she's like, a lot of people just skip it like when they're here. So she was like, this was a great thing for us to do. And she was excited. She's like, listen, scenic point would be the hike for you to just definitely get on. So just something to keep in the back of your mind as you were planning. Here is a little background about the Two Medicine area, about how it got its name and how it became part of Glacier National Park. This is, we are quoting Becky Lomax from her book, Her Moon Travel Guide to Glacier National Park. This is found on page 180. Quote, Two Medicine acquired its name from Blackfeet legends. According to one story, two Pegan tribes planned to meet for a medicine ceremony in the valley. Failing to find each other, they both celebrated independently. In another version, two lodges for the sun dance sat on either side of the Two Medicine Creek. Either way, the name stuck. The 1896 land sale between the Blackfeet and the federal government 
government included the two medicine area. Starving and nearly decimated as a nation, the Blackfeet swapped part of their reservation land from the Continental Divide to the current reservation boundary for $1.5 million, a mere pittance considering the worth of the parklands. We, America! (laughs) So yeah, we were planning to get to the section because we had really wanted to be able to hike, you know, a large majority of the the park. So Two Medicine was a spot that, you know, Becky wholeheartedly was like, get there because... And don't miss it. And don't miss it because it gets often overlooked because there's a lot of other things to see. And that is for sure the truth. We left that morning. And I wasn't driving because we weren't going to be on the sun road. (laughs) That's right. I was driving. So we drove south out of St. Mary's and there was a turnoff, you know, like not too many miles down the road to head toward the Two Medicine area. So we turned right and we headed toward Two Medicine. All in all, it took us maybe an hour and a half. Yeah, we sort of we sort of retraced a little bit of our steps from when we had to do uh, flat tire repair. Yeah, that's right. Like, we had so to do we had that to kind of bit. like do a little bit of a retrace to get to where we needed to for Two Medicine. But yeah, it was a little bit of a drive for sure. So it is something to kind of be conscious of. It's not as close as some of the other sections of the park. Again, this all depends on where you're staying. We happen to be literally a stone's throw from the Sun The road. east entrance yeah. of the Sun Road. The weird thing about getting to Two Medicine from where we were at is that you could go one of two ways. And one way was shorter, but it looked to be windier when we looked mm-hmm. at the GPS, but it was going to get us there quicker. And then yep. there was a little bit of a roundabout way that was a little longer, but it seemed like it was like two straight shots. It was kind of like a right angle, if I remember yes. correctly. Correct. And so... Because that like, would take us through the town of East Glacier. Right. So we opted for the shorter, windier route. But as we drove, this road quickly became, oh, this is like sort of like the... Um, the sun road. The sun road. It's this starting to windy. feel like the sun road. And also, we are gaining elevation. <laughs> and and the ledge is like right off to our right. Mm-hmm. So this turned into me. I think I asked you, I was like, and how are we doing? And I said, not great. <laughs> this isn't great. We're going to need to adjust this. Mm-hmm. So we pulled over. So who drove again? <laughs> and we switched and Mike That's drove right. again. That's right. And just so you know, everybody... Since this moment, any time we're in the car together, I have always driven because Mike is like, no, you still haven't paid me yeah, paid back your debts. Absolutely incorrect. <laughs> yeah, you are like, you know, the indentured servitude of driving over wow. here. Right? Well, I mean, you're the one who uh, instituted those rules. Yeah, that's so. it. <laughs> so as we pull into two medicine, this windy road eventually abates and it you, you do kind of crest, but then you do go back down. So it's sort of like a pass, essentially, that you have to go over to get where you need to. We eventually like get down. There's a little bit of turning off here and there. We realize we will take the other road on the way back <laughs> because we don't want to have to deal with this again. That's right. But it wasn't that much further after we'd come off of this kind of like windy cliff road that we were essentially into medicine and, and getting to the section where we were going to hike. We have to go through an entrance station here. There's a giant lake that's there and it looks like it's also like a big kind of boating area. Yes. There's, so there's a, lot a big of people, parking lot. 
yeah. doing like water some activities. lake floating yeah. and some boating and some yeah. water activities yeah. here on this day as well. So we had to actually, in order to find the trailhead for what we were doing, we had to actually loop back in order to get there, which is off the road. And it's it's a dirt kind of parking lot yeah. that's there. But we found the yeah. trailhead mm-hmm. and the parking area for the trailhead, mm-hmm. which could probably hold maybe 20 cars. Yeah. We park and we're like, all right, we found it. All right, this is it. So we gear up. We take a look at the map, which we had had from one of our books. Yeah. We forgot. We I thought we forgot to stretch. Oh, well, that too. Yeah. I'm pretty (laughs) sure we forgot to stretch. Yeah. And then we decided to head off onto the trail. Yeah. The first leg of the trail is sort of just a walk through the woods. And it's really flat. Flat for the most part and calm and very peaceful. peaceful. Easy. Um, I think we were also like living our... um, Anytime we saw something that was like a wildflower, we were like, what's that? We were playing the identification game. There were some people coming off of it Mm -hmm. right when we were going on. Mm -hmm. And I'll say that... There was only maybe like, I think we only saw maybe max seven more people on this trail after those people. If yeah, that, it was, it was, that, it was a small smattering of folks. Small the, the lot was not crowded at all. Right. No. There were so, only like maybe two other cars in the yeah, lot. Yeah. Um, um, so we do end up getting some uphill as we're going through the woods. And this comes very quickly. It is like almost very immediate. It's like, oh, flat to pretty big incline right away. We also see a turnoff for the falls. Right. There's this area called the falls that we could hike to. Mm -hmm. And I felt like we could hear them from where we were on the trail. Because they really weren't that far off. So we're like, you know what? This will be our end of the trail reward. We'll look. We'll go look at the falls after. We'll perfect. do this. That'll be a perfect way to end. So we continue through the woods. The incline is getting a little bit more, but mm-hmm. it's dealable yeah. at this point. And then it opens up into this giant open valley. Yeah. Sweeping. It was sort of like a tunnel of a valley. Yeah. And in the valley, it's just covered in dead trees. Yes. This was like m- more kind of harrowing than what we had seen in the Sunrift Gorge. The oh, other this day. was yes. And- Becky was like, she was telling us about the story about this tree. They're like, you're going to see this one tree and you'll know what it is. And I forget what she kept calling They that called tree. it the Buddha tree. The Buddha tree. That's right. The day before when we were hiking in uh, Sunrift Gorge, they're like, this is nothing compared to Two Medicine. Just wait. And they were talking about the Buddha tree, according to the outline. <laughs> and also all of the dead trees here. What was strange was that there was a lot of green in the, the ground. Yeah. The ground was yeah. very green, yeah. but coming out of it were dead trees. Yes. It was also, you know, just truly, the trees are like a bleached white too, which is yeah. makes it very ghostly. They're like know? almost um, driftwood-like. Yes. They yeah. feel almost like that. Yeah. So as we're walking through this section, mm-hmm. the open valley, we do come upon a tree that we're like, that's, maybe that's the Buddha tree. Yeah. That's gotta be it, right? Yeah. And we take pictures of it. We're looking at it and we're like, this has gotta be the tree they're yeah. talking about. Yeah, because it was so we, it was big. We clock it and we're like, okay. I mean, maybe it is, maybe it's not. Yeah. We'll see if maybe like there's another one had, on the I think we, there was a little bit of an argument. I think it was, I'm pretty sure that's the Buddha tree and you're like, I don't think so. <laughs> oh, I don't remember an yeah. argument. I'm surprised that you've internalized it that way. Because I hold on to these things. Well, 
Let's talk about why. <laughs> <laughs> to strike when the time is right. right there you go. <laughs> exactly. For your scorekeeping. Uh-huh. That's right. <laughs> so we are like, this is probably it. Not sure. Maybe there's another one along the way. Right. So we continue walking. Essentially, what's going on is like everything's sloping up to the left. Yes. And we're walking really far and Out. really deep into this, this valley. valley yeah. And we're like, we're not sure where Scenic Point is. No. Where the terminal point is. Like, are we going to a peak? Are right. we going to look at? We aren't sure. Because there's a lot of peaks above the valley. But too. we do know that at some point, this trail is going to make a U-turn. Yeah. And we're going really, really far out. Yeah. And the U-turn is just not happening. No. And then we got to that section. We got to the part where the U-turn happened. The trail sort of changed in its appearance terrain yeah the terrain was different oh because it had been like a soft ground and then it became like craggy rocky craggy rocky gravelly and very stark it was sort of like walking on shells mm-hmm. think walking on or or on broken glass as annie lennox yes (laughs) said at one point there we go exactly right mother annie we finally encountered the section that we would we encountered the section that now we call the switchbacks which we didn't really know that switchbacks were going to be like a main part of this Mm -mm. because they're not really they were not really indicated on the map that we had and so this was a surprise and with that let's take our first break Right. We're playing one letter change. Right, because we needed this this day we to keep our sanity. So much one letter change yeah. on this day. Yeah. And we started the games early on. Oh. Like right at this spot in the trail, we yeah. started playing the games. We needed it because our bodies and our minds were like, What have you done to us? What why have you done this? <laughs> why? What is wrong with you? Right. Right. So we've got some new one letter changes for one another. Here we yeah. go. Great. Start us off. Great. If you have to do a job at the beach that involves a bunch of cleaning, maybe you're raking the sand, maybe you're turning over all the shells so they can get sun on one side, maybe you're sweeping the ocean back into itself, you might be doing this. Oh, wow. Um, Is sure one of the words? It sure is. (laughs) Um, Oh, I don't know. What's a shore chore? <laughs> a shore chore. Yeah. Oh, I get it. Mm-hmm. Okay, great. Mm-hmm. Okay. This is a room full of video games where one might spend a Friday night, but it's also very mysterious. <laughs> oh. I'm going to need you to say oh again. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Um, a room full of get video games. Yeah, is like, arcade one of the correct. words? Correct. Okay. Um, but it's also very mysterious. And what is an arcane arcade? That's right. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> <laughs> Great. Mm, okay. So if you were accidentally or purposefully the starter of a fire, you would get this. Is arson one of the words? No. Is Fine, one of the words. Mm-mm. Blame. Mm-hmm. 
Oh, flame blame. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> Great. We've had that, but for separate reasons. In our yes. lives. Right. Mm-hmm. Here we go. My next one. Okay. So if you had a hat on, mm-hmm. but the part that stuck out mm-hmm. was made of this soft cheese. What is a pre-brim? That's right. <laughs> nom, nom, nom. Mm-hmm. All right. If you And uh, if you haven't figured this out yet, one letter changes. You start with a word and then you come up with the same word, but one letter is different. Mm-hmm. And so you have to use the clue to guess yes. what it is. So this is my last one. If you're holding something and it's light and the melted wax from it allows you to be able to grip it, you have this. What is a candle handle? That's right. <laughs> okay, great. Okay. This drink that's neither wine nor beer, but somewhere in the middle Mm -hmm. that's made from honey, Mm -hmm. but it's really old and has lost all of its flavor. What's dead mead? That's right. (laughs) There you go. And that's one letter change. We start these switchbacks Mm -hmm. with the change in terrain and immediately the grade of these switchbacks it changes. Yes. The first leg, which wasn't, I guess we wouldn't consider it the switchback, but the lead up to the first one is a very gentle uphill. And we said so many times, we're like, oh gosh, this is such a nice trail to do on our last day because Mm -hmm. it's not so hard. Also, one other thing to kind of keep in mind, you were exposed to the sun the entire time, except for the beginning of the the entire time. And that's like for a blip. So yeah entire Mm -hmm. time Mm -hmm. and so the incline suddenly starts and woof this is immediately very hard yeah plus if you remember from act one dusty's explanation of what the ground was like like walking on shells it was not great no it was not great yeah and i was in hiking boots that were awful that were falling apart falling (laughs) apart (laughs) thought they were great got them because i heard they were great but they were terrible Mm -hmm. yeah i've used this phrase before but all of my incline tokens had been spent i'd used them all in the previous part of the week (laughs) everything and so at this point i was literally just throwing one leg in front of another Mm -hmm. it wasn't great it wasn't great not Mm -hmm. my not my finest Mm -hmm. moment Mm -hmm. how are you feeling um how am i feeling (laughs) (laughs) i was i don't think i realized how tired i was until today like that day of hiking it really had taken it was such a beautiful experience to be able to see so much of glacier but my body was just like stop moving (laughs) i definitely was tired it was also still very beautiful and it was such different weird terrain that we hadn't experienced in the park so i was kind of like okay i'm tired but this is sort of an adventure but if i could have had like an iv of coffee into my body at that point i would have taken (laughs) because something I needed something there. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. There were small moments on the trail where it would like level off. Those were tiny, small moments of reprieve. Mm -hmm. Because in the fully exposed sun the whole time, sometimes the switchbacks were long. Sometimes they were short. Yeah. Doesn't matter. The incline was there the whole time. Yeah. And as you got closer to the top of the switchbacks, that was where it was like, well, where are we actually going? And it was like, oh, these are shorter, but you're going to gain a lot more incline quicker. Right. Like as we hit that kind of final section of switchbacks. Sloping, still sloping up the same side we've been sloping up in 
during the open valley section. Yeah. yeah. This was where we ran into somebody. Two people. Two people. A couple, assumedly. Yeah. 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 I mean, this was where I was like, oh, I, the things I don't need in my life. But the man was um, fully carrying like a sidearm, just openly. Uh, we had not seen this before yeah. Yeah. on a trail. This was our first time. Yeah. And we were like, oh, clocked. And yeah. also, why? Yeah. And we thought maybe it's for bear safety. I think so. Well, remember we had had that conversation with our ragtag group of like camper friends. Yeah. And they were like, you know, I carry a gun for bear safety. Oh, yeah. They yeah, were saying They that. were like, so they I was were like, like, bear spray doesn't work. They were yeah, like, they were really like, really they were like, we've got guns. And like, and I, was I was like, like I'm not doing that. No. <laughs> I was I'm like, not doing that thing. That's okay. Thank you. Uh, thank right. you very much. No. This was right near this giant rock and they had been perched up on that rock yeah, and then they were coming down. Yeah. And you were definitely like, I don't want to do that. I don't want to go out there. No. I have no interest in that. No, because <laughs> it was like a tiny little ledge yeah. to like get yourself over to this rock. Yeah. And I was like, uh-uh. Yeah. I'm good. Just to say, as you have made this incline, as we have like slugged our way up, the probably the trickiest part of the trail, to the left, you are seeing beautiful. Like, oh, yeah. The lake, the mountains in the distance. The reason they had cropped out or, you know, those people had gone out to that point was they wanted to get an even better look which i honestly think of you boulder could have valley from the trail so yeah. but it was spectacular you were at a high elevation at this point because it's a ton of switchbacks that you have slugged yourself up yeah. and the trail sort of does come to like a ledge edge around yeah. this you sort of curve. you have to curve yeah and you're going around this part of this slow peak, I guess we'd call it. Yeah. It does sort of slope downward mm -hmm. from there. It's not like just a sheer drop off. No. But it's a little more of a ledge than we had seen before. Yeah. You know, before, like, if you fall off the trail, like, you're going to land on the switchback below. Yeah. Not exactly the case here. No. You're going to end up on a hillside rolling down. Yeah. Which you don't want momentum. that either. No. And you're going to gain momentum. Yeah. It's not going to no. be good. Eventually, after sort of curving around the this edge we sort of start to head up to what looks like is going to be a saddle or yeah. we assume at this moment in time because we don't really know where we're headed right now right. like we're following the trail we are, know we're headed to a spot called scenic point but as we sort of are very high right now like and a little bit more level or a little lower than the peaks but a lot higher than we were when we started the hike we're like, well, we could be going to any of these paces. We could be going yeah. anywhere. Because the still trail don't know. sort of just like it's hard to tell because the ground and the trail are almost the same color. So you and have so to sort of like walk on it. Like beyond yeah. where you are when you finally well, you do finally get to a spot where it's a little more level. Yeah. And we can see in front of us in all directions and you don't really see which direction the trail is going. Right. Which is fun for the adventurous mind, sure. but not necessarily fun for the planning mind. Yeah. We were standing in this one section and it brought us up to this area that's really open and there was this sort of like sloped like upward formation yeah, over to like an outcropping of some our sort. left yep it was like okay well this is interesting the like, rock was sort of redder here. Yes. And like Dusty's saying, that big outcropping is up to our left. You walk past it. It does. And it's big. So it and takes, it takes a, little a while to walk past but it. But then you can kind of go off trail a little bit. And I really mean by a little bit, 
because you're pretty close to the ledge to the left. You're pretty close. But yeah. you can you get a really spectacular view here. Oh, the whole time. It's the whole just time giant and point. open. Yeah. This is the start of what I'd say I'd call panorama views yeah. from different angles. Yeah. Because after walking past the saddle, there's this like long stretch that's sort of along what looks like a sheer drop off. Yeah. Or what feels like a sheer drop off, but you're not really like next to it. No. It's a little far off. So I felt very safe the whole time. <laughs> that's dusty seal of approval right there. <laughs> but uh, you are, you're in this like, so it's almost like the big red outcropping up to our left. There's a little bit of a gap of open space. And then to your right is like this cliff edge that you're walking and it's on your right hand side and the drop off air quotes is on, on the, the left. left. So it's like you're kind of trading these giant like outcroppings above you from one side to the next. And you're in the shadow here, which was nice. So you get a little bit of reprieve from the sun. And there was some grass here too. Yeah, I remember things it started to become greener because yeah. the terrain changed again. We had now we'd gone from grass to sort of like grassy and dirt to mm-hmm. sort of like really harsh gravel mm-hmm. to sort of like open rock face to now to now grass and trail and again what you could sort of see in the distance was bigger areas of grass because you right. can see even though you're along the rock edge you see sort of like a big giant open me- meadow fields kind of that's sort of yeah. jutting out yeah. into things yeah and which i'd never really seen that before no. like in a sort of way that a mesa does that yeah just yeah, sort yeah, of yeah. Like juts out into yeah. this area and there's a sign in the distance and we can see the sign yeah. and we're like maybe that's the terminal point yeah maybe that sign is the terminal point yeah because there's no one else out here yeah no literally Not a single other person is no. here so we continue hiking toward that sign yes and it takes a long time it took way longer than i thought to get to that sign. at this point we're in the field like fully in this fieldy area we've gone past the outcropping on our right and now we're just back in open area again too now when we do hit that sign the sign says that scenic point is still a full mile away <laughs> that's right mm-hmm. scenic point is a round trip distance of 7.4 miles so we're talking like 3.5 3. 3.7 3.7 yeah. miles out. Yeah. This felt longer than 3.7 miles to me at this point in time. But I think our bodies had betrayed and us. And it was saying the whole time that the duration was going to take about four hours. And we yeah. were like, four hours for seven miles feels lofty long yeah right and it also said the elevation gain was 21 24 2124 mm-hmm. feet which we had certainly gained yeah but we still had a mile left before we got to the terminal point and with that let's take our next break Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome to the stage, Mary Scream. Mary Scream. Mary Scream. We will explain where we got this name uh, momentarily. In the next act of <laughs> yeah. our episode. But Mary Scream, who is she? Mary Scream is a scream queen. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like she is uh, definitely a ghoul queen. She's a ghoul queen. She also um, has an ice cream truck. <laughs> oh, I like that. I scream, you scream, Mary Scream. <laughs> yes, Mary Scream. Yeah. 
Mary yeah. screams cream. That's right. right. Something like that. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah. But yeah, I feel like she's like a high fashion ghost. Great. That's what <laughs> she's I feel like. Serving us Halloween. Looks. She is serving us like elevated couture, but ghostly, mm. like like the gaunt jaw, like the sort of like sunken in feature. Mm-hmm. Like she is fully a ghost. Okay. Like I think that's her character. Oh, okay. like Mary as a drag queen is a ghost. Great. Who just happens to be a high fashion couture ghost well stranger things have happened out there in the world (laughs) right yeah i feel like she walks the runway but in her runway she'll like she has you know different ghoul ghost uh outfits that transition from one to another i i feel like chains and shackles are a big part of her right um outfitting right like 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 marley you know like Jacob Marley, yeah. but make it couture. That's right. Right, exactly. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I feel like there's definitely... Um, I feel like Marley Jacob would be a great track name Marley as well. Jacob. Marley Jacob. Marley Jacob. <laughs> Welcome right. to the stage. That could also be definitely a clothing line line for high power. Oh, like, you know what? Maybe Marley Jacob is her clothing line. There we go. That's it. So Mary Scream is the drag queen. Marley Jacob is her clothing That's line. Right. It's power suits for the gaunt and deadly. <laughs> power suits for the, for the ghost and ghoul. That's right. For the ghost and ghoulie. Mm-hmm. So that's our merch. Marley Jacob. Marley Jacob. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yes. I think but she also yes. has and ice, an ice cream, cream truck. Yeah. She's, she's a multifaceted ghost queen. Exactly. Ooh. Ooh. <laughs> right. Right. Um, but what does she sing? I feel like, you know what? I feel like she doesn't lip sync. Oh, she just moans? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> she's just like moaning Myrtle from <laughs> Harry Potter. Right. Right. Or like if she does, it's just the Oz. That you hear mm-hmm. from like into the unknown from Prozac. Ah, okay. You know what I so mean? So she's like an ethereal queen. An ethereal spirit mm-hmm. queen, right? Because mm-hmm. you can't re- physically touch her because she's a ghost. I feel like she could pull off an Enya song oh, or a Dido song. Certainly. Yeah. Those this would be is her. Like or, way, way or fee, like a women. Celtic woman yeah. <laughs> type of situation. <laughs> That's right. Yeah. All of that, all of Who the above. Can say exactly. The day goes. But it's scary. I hope everybody who was listening, I hope if you were driving that you are safe. I hope that if you are walking, you do not fall over. So, ladies and gentlemen, please welcome to the stage. Mary Scream. I mean, Scream was in the name. It was. Yeah. It was. I don't blame you for screaming. It was a little bit of like guar, I feel like, is what I served you. Guar. Guar. They were like a heavy metal band that like oh. dressed up like scary, scary people. I, I don't know her. <laughs> guar. So we had about a mile left before this terminal point. Mm-hmm. So we said, okay, we got to just go. Yeah. Meanwhile, there is spectacular views over to the right you can see all of the blackfeet reservation honestly there were views it's like on we're all now sides. We're panorama this is panorama on yeah. every side 360 yeah. degrees mm-hmm. fantastic views there and was if i remember a threat of thunderstorms or rain that day that we kept sort of like looking out because you could sort of in the distance see very far away like dark clouds. dark clouds like and it'd be like oh that's it's there's rain over there you can actually see the 
those heavy clouds when the rain sort of comes down and it looks like the clouds drift mm-hmm. downward. But yeah, that was something we were definitely watching. Mike was the standing weather, on the... Um, <laughs> you were standing near the edge looking at it singing, here comes the rain again. Mm-hmm. Because that's your fantasy. That is. It's just to be... Annie Lennox. Annie Lennox. Right. Right. So I don't think you'd be mad about that. Not at all. I wouldn't be. So we're walking out toward the terminal point. It does slope a little bit more here. Mm-hmm. And it's just enough to be clockable and to feel even more tiring than we were feeling at this time already. So after this long mile that felt like forever, we finally get to the spot known as Scenic Point. And it is truly breathtaking. I know we said that a lot in Glacier. And honestly, there's so much breathtaking to go around that it's hard to just say it for one thing because it truly is a spectacular view. Because unlike, I think, anything we even saw on the Saihi Pass, we literally have a 360 view here. When we were at the top of Saihi, we had the mountain behind us. So we were only getting like a 180 sort of view. Um, We didn't get really to see like all of Pigan Pass and like behind us because it had been blocked at that point. So we're really just taking it all in. There was one other young woman who'd come up like right behind us. And she was sitting a little further over too. She was trucking. She was trucking. She was like, can you take a photo? We're like, of course. Like, yeah. do you want to, do you want photos of you? And we're like, sure. <laughs> <laughs> we were so tired at that point. Yeah. But we had stopped here and we ate one of our sandwiches. Yeah. One of our peanut butter sandwiches yeah. for the day yeah. because we needed it. But I do remember it was a lot windier up there. It was hard to find a spot where it wasn't windy to eat. Right. Because like one side of it was really windy and then the other side was less windy. Yeah. And there were also flies up here. I remember there being a lot of bugs up in this section. Yes. Yeah. There were a lot of bugs. Yeah. You were like, give me that bug spray right now. <laughs> <laughs> right. Um, just like that. <laughs> I was like, just like that. This is why I have fears, everyone. <laughs> we just like really took it all in. We watched the dark clouds in the distance that were way far off. We weren't Mike too concerned. felt them calling to him. I did. Uh, Just like that. <laughs> but yeah, it was definitely like, gosh, this was, this is sort of the last thing we're going to do here. And what a spectacular final thing. Because it was truly just so beautiful. We sat up here for at least a good 15, 20 minutes, just enjoying the view, eating, and just like taking it all in. It was really just quite lovely. It was. The terrain sort of reminded me, this was a terrain I feel like we hadn't really seen before. Something that changed this much. And also somehow heartache feels good here. (laughs) (laughs) Did you see that? I wrote that somewhere. Where did I write that? (laughs) Yeah, there it is. (laughs) I hope you enjoyed my attempt at her accent. (laughs) Uh Heartache feels good here. (laughs) But this terrain was ever-changing. It felt a little like sliding sands in Haleakala in Maui because uh, the terrain keeps changing. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And it was just open. So open. I remember in this moment before we turned around and started going back that I was like, you know what? It's downhill from here. This is a downhill hike. There's going to be downhill every day for a few days because from here we're going to Yellowstone and those trails are going to be so easy and we won't even really have uphill again until we get to Grand Tetons. Foreshadowing. And if you've listened (laughs) to our Yellowstone episodes, you'll know what a fool I was in this Mm -hmm. moment to even entertain these thoughts. It's going to happen. Right. (laughs) Happens sometimes. So sitting 
and eating definitely did rejuvenate us mm-hmm. and give us enough spring in our step to start heading back down. And yes. that is what we did. Mm-hmm. So we start on the return. Yes. We head down from Scenic Point mm-hmm. and our first checkpoint is the sign that we had seen. We saw like a whole family here. That's um, right. The one daughter looked like someone we had seen like on a trail the day before. And, and I was like, or if it wasn't on the Sai Pass, it was another day. And I was like, oh, did we see you? And she's like, no. I was like, oh, I'm so sorry. You look exactly like someone we did see. They're like, oh, okay. And I was like, we'd run into a lot of people at this point that we'd been repeaters. So That's we were right. like, uh, they were like, no. We talked to them for a we second did. though. Yeah. They were saying like they had come... I think it was only their first or second day in the yeah, park. So and we that were they were like, headed to a few other spots. Yeah. We told them about some things to do if yeah. they were interested. Yeah. We walk around the long curve back across to, you know, the, the saddle. saddle. Yeah. And then we continue on down toward the switchbacks. Yeah. And they somehow feel longer here. <laughs> yeah. Somehow a heartbreak feels good here. <laughs> yeah. It's true, Nicole. It yeah. does. We're referencing the Nicole Kidman uh, ad on for AMC. Yeah. If you haven't seen it, oh mm-hmm. my God, please gift it to yourself <laughs> and go watch it. Mm-hmm. The switchbacks truly felt like painful. Misery. They yeah. were misery at this point. I mean, heading down, it was a lot easier yeah. for me, yeah. at least. I was ready for that downhill, but it was a thing where oh, it's still, we're still doing this. Yeah. We're still yeah. doing this. Yeah. And it's still there. And the yeah. switchbacks are, we're not done with them. Yeah. As we're walking, try to see if we can see the Buddha tree. I think I was not the truther here. You were the truther. <laughs> I was like, I'm pretty sure we saw the Buddha tree already. Yeah. And you're like, no, I don't think it's that. I just wanted to be sure in case we missed something else. But then we did finally make it back down to that tree that we thought was the Buddha tree. And we were like, there's no way this isn't it. Yeah. This has got to be it. Yeah. We get back to the open valley section. We make our way down and get to the turnoff for the falls, which again, we can hear. And there was like a family, I think, that was coming back from it. And I think we both looked at each other and said, no, no, (laughs) no, no, that would be nice. But no, no, we're done. Not today. Yeah, we're done. No. Yeah. So we trudge our way back to the car. I think there was some thunder at this point. Like there when was, we were down here. It was here. finally yeah. starting to get a little darker yeah, here. Yeah. As we make our way back to the car, we see this hiker who is getting out of another car. Yeah, like a minivan. Yeah, like this hiker had gotten out of a minivan and the hiker was in like his... I don't know. Late or, 20s, early 30s. Yeah, yeah, something like that. But the driver of the car, she was in her early 50s. Sure. And she was getting out and helping him get stuff out. And they hugged and he departed. And she said, oh, yeah, this is my son. And like they both laughed about that. And then he went on and I was like, was that a joke? <laughs> was it not a joke? It was a joke. But I think it was a joke. She did. She explained, oh, no, I just he's a through hiker and I just picked him up to drop. I him just off. picked him up yeah. to drop him off. Yeah. But it didn't take long for our conversation to continue because why? So in the first like two days of the trip, um, we were in Indiana Sand Dunes, something you'll hear about next season. I was baking us dinner one night and I totally poured scalding hot water all over my hand. Um, this was like karma coming for me when I, we joked you. about waking Dusty up through scalding. <laughs> right. Um, it's no joke, folks. Because you had mm. heated some hot water in a kettle to make 
We don't have to tell them how I backpacker's did it. Backpacker's <laughs> Pantry. We can no, just say it no, happened. No, no, no. We're going to get into uh. it. Backpacker's Pantry, like the bag is designed for you to like pop it open at the bottom so it can sit on a flat surface or stand on a flat surface. Yeah. And then you can pour the water in. But um, Mike uh, decided to... I decided to hold the bag hold because the bag. I was tired. And now I am painted as an incompetent. Oh. oh, and how does that feel now? How does it feel to be painted in a light that is vaguely inaccurate? <laughs> vaguely uh, inaccurate. <laughs> I take offense. So, um, so anyway, meanwhile, I, so needless to say, you burned the tar out of your hand, literally. Right. And he just like prodded me and made fun of me for it, just like he did now. Oh, because right. what a sensitive friend he is. No, was. because, <laughs> no, I said, oh my God, what do you need? How can I help you? And mm-hmm. we got you bandaged up yeah thank you very much and so for most of the hike for most of the trip at this point this was like the end of week three i think that was the start of week one my hand the burning happened at the start of week one my hand had gone through like a transformation of like it looked okay after a few days and then it started to blister and then the blister you know the blisters popped and then it was you know the process of healing so all of this is prologue to this moment with this woman named she told us her name was regina regina yeah so regina's standing there Talking to us. Talking to us. And that's when she says, yeah, he's the through hiker. I just dropped him off. Without missing a beat, she's like, oh, what happened to your hand? Because it was pretty healed at this point. It wasn't too bad. I explained the story of my incompetency. What did she do? She said she didn't even ask. She just went into her car. She just motioned for us to follow her. So we walk over to her car. Mm -hmm. She pulls out this tube of stuff. Yeah. Called Mary's Transdermal Cream. Mm Mm-hmm. And what does she do? She just puts it on my hand without even asking. Doesn't ask. No. Puts it right on Mike's burn. uh, burn. And she's like, this stuff is made with... Cannabis. Cannabis. Yeah. And she's like, and it's going to take care of it. Yeah. And then she was talking about how it's... She... She works with autistic students. She works with young people, some of whom are uh, autistic, Mm -hmm. some of whom have ADHD. Mm -hmm. And she said, and what they would do... and. Y'all, I don't know how legal this is. So this is, we are yeah. not saying that this is something people should do, but she was just sharing the story with and us. And we're sharing it with you. That she would often put just a tiny little dab on a student's um, wrists and it would just calm them down just mm-hmm. a little bit. Yeah. And so she was a big proponent, proponent yeah. of Mary's transdermal cream. And let me tell you, and it's, I'm not, uh, <laughs> they're not an official sponsor, but my hand healed so fast after that. Again, it was pretty quickly. It was, like it, it was pretty good looking at that point, but it was very clear that I had done something to it. There's no scar. There's um, nothing. The next day, it yeah. barely looked like anything had yeah. ever happened to your hand, yeah. honestly. Yeah. And we were like, damn, Mary's transdermal cream really works. Yeah. <laughs> And you can get yours. <laughs> right. <laughs> but seriously, again, if you can not get an some, official sponsor. Get some because they have a website. They you do. You can look them mm-hmm. up too. They're Colorado based, I believe. They are. Yeah. They are. And they so, ship. But yeah, Regina was just like, I'm taking charge here. And she did. I'm not mad about it. That's right. After our encounter with Regina and her very helpful solve, we have solve. Salve. Solve. Solve. Well, it was, she it was a solved solve. with her salve. Salve. <laughs> <laughs> and she did it herself. It was a self. It was a self. Self. Solve. <laughs> <laughs> Words that sort of sound the same mm-hmm. but are not. That's our Jeopardy for today. That's a new. That's a new category um, of game. So we were told that we should check out this Mexican restaurant in East Glacier. East Glacier called Serrano's. 
if you're in East Glacier or near East Glacier, do check this restaurant it's out. so good. So we left the parking lot and we were driving to the town of East Glacier, which took us maybe 15 minutes. Yeah. We had to drive underneath the... Uh, train bridge. Train br- There was a little like overpass. Mm-hmm. Like we had to drive underneath the train. And then it was like we drove underneath the train and ta-da, we were in the little town of East Glacier. And this is where the Amtrak train comes in. That's if right. If you're taking a train to... Sure. That's right. And so we saw Serrano's and we walked in and we said, hey, we'd love to eat here. And they said, okay, um, it'll be a few minutes. There's going to be a little bit of a wait. Yeah. And we came back a few minutes later and they sat us right down and it was great. Yeah. This was where uh, we made friends with the server. I forget her name. She was sassy and I liked it. She wasn't here for anybody's nonsense. No. But you were writing, we have journals both from Park Pages. Yeah. Go get yourself a journal from the Park Pages if you're interested. That's what we write down all of our trail like remembrances, remembrances from yeah. so that we can use them to make outlines for our episodes. Exactly. So we were using one of the journals to write down the info from this day. Yeah. So we didn't forget anything. And she walked up and she went, Oh, look at your cute book with your cute little penmanship. That's right. I do have cute little penmanship. You do. <laughs> So yes, do check out Serrano's. Yeah. It's delicious. But after that, we sort of just made our way back to camp. I think there was talk of like, well, do we go back on the Sun Road one last time once we can get on, like after like six? After six. And I think we kind of were like, no. I think we're okay. Yeah. I think we've we've gotten so much from Glacier. I honestly hesitate to say, like, I don't know how else we would have filled our time. I don't know what else we could have done in the time that we had there. There were plenty of things we could have hiked that we didn't get a chance to. But this is one of those parks where I truly don't feel cheated in any way, shape, or form by any of the experiences. They were all so wonderful. They were all so outlandishly beautiful and surprising. It's definitely a park that I would get back to in a heartbeat. But also I'm like, gosh, I don't know if it would be able to top this experience. That's right. I think the thing that I am taking away from Glacier is that we were there for basically seven full days and we went 90 to nothing every day and we still didn't see everything yeah and we still didn't do everything we did most everything most of the really major things most of the major things but there are definitely other trails that oh god i would love to do sure but i think it's just a thing about glacier is a place to visit over and over and over again one thousand percent and we have some listeners that i know that do that and would wholeheartedly agree Let's put the scenic point trail on the Karen Stone scale. So things we need to take into consideration here is our level of exhaustion just from the week. Yeah. And the fact that all of our incline tokens were spent. Yep. So at least mine were. So for me, I think scenic point trail is an eight. I see. I was going to say seven. I think it's a great trail. I wouldn't miss it. If you can, if you can muster it and get there, get there. Cause I think it was really, really such a worth it trail. But yeah, definitely the, the the thing that made it hard were those very, very long inclines in that very, very exposed area, which was very hot. It was a hot day. So yeah. So get yourself out to that the That was a calorie point. deficit day. Oh yeah, for well, sure. It was like, how much can I put in my mouth at Serrano's? Exactly. <laughs> so that's 15 out of 20 Karen Stones. And now let's end this episode like we end all of our episodes with some Jeopardy style trivia. 
All right. Why don't you get us started? I will start us off. Okay. So I was inspired by the phrase inclined tokens. Great. So this category of Jeopardy style trivia is called arcade games and prizes. Oh, great. Okay. So the arcane arcade in this arcade game. I'm going to be because I spent a lot of time in my youth at the arcade. Mm -hmm. Selling drugs. In each. (laughs) No, that's what I do now. (laughs) In each clue, I will be giving you clues toward what game I'm playing. Okay. And then what I used the tickets to get. Okay, great. So you're going to have to name the game and the prize prize. that I earned. Great. You ready? I am. For 100. After spending hours in this car simulation game where I raced in places like San Francisco and Hawaii and New York City, I took my tickets to the counter and traded them for this lickable piece of hand jewelry. Is the game what is Gran Torino? Incorrect. Okay. What's a ring pop? That is correct. But we were looking for what is Cruise in USA? Cruise in USA. And ring pop. (laughs) Cruise in USA is what you do right now. (laughs) Great. (laughs) Great. Okay. For 200. I was never very good at this game, but I would watch other people who were really quick with their feet and I would try to be as good as them. But it was no use. I would only ever earn a few participatory tickets. Enough to trade them in at the prize counter for this tart candy, which I would put in a soda to sip it down and later eat. So is it, what is Dance Dance Revolution and a warhead? I would put it in a soda to sip down the soda. What is a Twizzler? Incorrect. So Dance Dance Revolution is (laughs) correct. What is Dance Dance Revolution and sour straws? Oh, okay. Okay, great. Okay. I'm <laughs> getting one of them, but not the other. <laughs> For 300. Okay. I could also be found playing this 80s arcade game where the yellow circular character tried to eat as many little circles as possible and run away from ghosts. And I was hoping to earn enough tickets to go to the prize counter to earn the most expensive prize there, this machine that could play both tapes and CDs. So what is um, Pac-Man... And a disc man? Yeah, or a boombox. Okay. I'll take that. Okay. Okay. For 400, I would typically bypass this classic non-electronic game at first and head back to it about a half an hour into my arcade evening. I had a system. I was only okay at pitching the ball up the ramp and into one of the many circles. And sometimes I would earn myself enough tickets to get these sports collectibles wrapped in Mylar packaging that I could add to my binder later. So what's ski ball and trapper keeper dividers? No, no, no. Sports collectibles wrapped in Mylar Mylar is like the silver. Yeah, 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 yeah. What are baseball cards? That is correct. Okay, you got it. I was like binder. <laughs> then I would later. I got gotcha, you. I got gotcha, you. I got gotcha. you. And for five hundred, this became my favorite game. While it was a law enforcement simulator, it tested speed, judgment, memory, and accuracy. I would play this for hours and then turn in my tickets to receive this plastic version of a musical instrument that is prominently featured in Billy Joel's Piano Man. 
Okay, so what is the RoboCop simulator <laughs> and a harmonica? <laughs> I so really close. am bad at this. <laughs> I'm well, getting one, but not the other. What is police trainer okay. and harmonica? Clearly, I did not spend a lot of time at the arcade as a child. Well, when your parents go to the casino, which is what they would do in South Mississippi, you would spend your time at the arcade because well. they would build arcades into casinos. <laughs> There you go. Trap the whole family. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> great. Well, that was a good category. My knowledge base is not that great about arcades or arcade prizes or keepers. Mm-hmm. <laughs> My category is inspired by um, the phrase scenic point and the category is titled get to the point. So I was really interested in um, for this category. It's about films that are more character studies than plot driven. So I'm going to describe the film. Like, what's the point of the film? And you're going to just have to tell me what the film is. Oh, okay. So they're not like, you know, heavy plot driven films. Okay. You'll get it. Okay, it's great. not going to be that hard for 100. Okay. So there's a missing rug, a millionaire who lost his wife, a psychotic bowling league, some nihilist and a dream sequence that seems to be referential to German opera and bowling. But all in all, this beloved film is more of a character study than a point to point plot adventure. I have no idea. What is The Big Lebowski? I've not seen that movie. Oh, well, there you go. <laughs> I think we covered this in another category. Probably. Right. It's come up again. Okay. For 200. So there's this ballet, an overbearing mother trying to live out her dreams through her daughter, lipstick writing on mirrors, psychotic breaks, and so many feathers in this perfect film about a character's journey to perfection. What is Black Swan? That's correct. For 300. There's so much blood and carnage and plastic sheeting and working girls and Huey Lewis in the news in this film that gives us a glimpse into the dark psyche of the main character of the film. No, I don't know. What is American Psycho? Oh, Huey Lewis in the news? Oh my God. Yeah, he's obsessed with like, he plays it all the time. I've only ever watched that movie like once. Oh, okay. Yeah. All right. Great. For 400. No, the truth is I watched that movie on mute <laughs> when I was a child so that no one would hear it. Oh. And but I could watch all the scenes. <laughs> That's why. <laughs> For 400. We're going to come back to that later. <laughs> For 400. Teen angst, college admissions, mother-daughter tension, perfect gay boyfriends, lousy first sexual experiences, and Catholicism, and leaving home for the East Coast are part of the centerpieces in the journey of this character and film. Okay, the answer is what is Lady Bird? That's correct. But it could also be, if it weren't for Catholicism, it could also be what is saved. I guess so. Mm-hmm. That's true. Gay boyfriends. But she has sex with him to see if... Um, he's not Because gay. she thought... Um, it would save him. Yeah, because yeah. she thought Jesus t- told her to do that. Right. The things we think Jesus tells us to do. Yes, <laughs> <Yeah>. right. <laughs> Um, Okay, and for 500, a theater director and a MacArthur Genius Grant recipient, an artist wife who paints miniatures, divorce, a theatrical show that blurs the boundaries of real life and theater, a giant warehouse that's a city within a city, a mysterious illness, and Diane Wiest round out a journey of this mind-bending puzzle within a puzzle of a film. What is hereditary? No. No, I know it's not that. Um, What is... Is this an older film? No, I think it's a 2000 somewhere. Film. Okay. Like late, late aughts. It's a Charlie Kaufman film. You got me. What is Schenectady, New York? Didn't see it. Oh, well, okay. Clearly I wrote you a kryptonite. Yep, clearly. Yeah. 
This has been Gaze at the National Parks, the podcast, and we're here to remind you to hike early and hike often, and that adventure is always out there. Gaze at the National Parks was created and is hosted by us, Dustin Ballard and Michael Ryan. To see images from this episode, follow our Instagram at Gaze at the National Parks. To contact us, email us at Gaze at the National Parks at gmail.com. And to find out more about the parks visited on this show, visit our website, Gaze at the National Parks.com. That's Gaze, G A Z E. All original artwork featured on Instagram, our website, and in the Gaze Shop is by me, Michael Ryan. All original music was written by Dave Seaman and performed by Dave. Seaman, Mariella Klinger, and Sean Sklios. Our music producer is Skylar Fortgang. This episode was edited by me, Dustin Ballard. We would also like to acknowledge that we're recording this episode that we are on the traditional and stolen lands of the Lenape people, also known as Ocean County, New Jersey. (laughs) 